Buongiorno, bitch. Hola. Hola. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast. We are happy to have you once again. Yep, yep, yep. So today we decided to talk about a topic that is very, very dear to us, as you maybe have noticed from, you know, the past couple of episodes that we always mention something. Yeah, and especially if you know Greta personally, you <laughs> probably know already. You know the deal already. Um, the topic is food. Food. So obviously not just food. Not like the different types of like, so you have vegetables, meat, fish. <laughs> exactly. No, we're not going to talk about those categories. But um, yeah, we're basically going to talk about our relationship with food, how food organizes and structures our days. And how this is changing and, you know, just, we're just going to roll with it. Um, I, I would like to first um, start with something very basic. I want to ask you, Greta. Si. Do you have a favorite dish? You're Italian, so I guess this <laughs> is very complicated. But is there anything that you can think from the top of your mind, like, okay, this is something I could eat, like pizza? It's gonna be pizza for me. Do you have any more specifications? Or um, I really, really love pizza, like margarita pizza with like some rucola on top and fresh tomatoes. This is like my perfect to go pizza. So like the most basic pizza. <laughs> Making no, me no, feel no, bad. No, but um, no, it's so basically. Like, I your love margaritas as basic. well. I love it as well. Yeah. Um, but I guess it really makes a difference if the ingredients are fresh or not, right? Right, yeah. Because if, like, other pizzas with more toppings, you don't notice maybe the difference in quality because there's more going on. But with the more basic ones, if the ingredients are not perfect, it's gonna taste. Like, you're gonna notice the difference super quickly, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And what about you? Do you have, like, a favorite dish? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't think I have one, but there are certain things I could eat every day, like blueberries. I love blueberries. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like sour things. So like sour, like berries, I like also cranberries and so on. I like the, um, the green apples. Mm -hmm. I like when clementines, uh, do you call them clementines or clementines? Mandarins? Yeah, mandarins, clementines are like on the more sour part. Mm. Okay. Um, so anything that's more sour than sweet, I like. Do you like also sour candies? Yes, oh. I love it. I love it. I but have some I can give you <coughs> later. Really? Yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, I cannot eat so much of them because I don't know if I've ever told you, but two years ago, my dentist told me that she has never seen such space between teeth in her whole life. Because I used to have braces when I was a kid mm -hmm. and somehow my teeth like didn't close completely or something like between you know when you get braces like they braces basically push your teeth outerwards or mm -hmm. like inwards in my case it was inwards and there's a lot of space between teeth which means that I have to floss and and uh, clean my teeth and use um, a lot of stuff regularly so I don't get like caries okay wow so if I eat those candies, like, I'm going to get, like, problems in, like, two days. Oh, wow. Okay. This is oversharing, but <laughs> I, was, I was very shocked because she told TMI, me... TMI, TMI. <laughs> she never saw, like, such 
interdental space in her whole life. Wow, okay. So that's Crazy. something I have, yeah. you know, that's something like a, a new, unique trait. If someone ever to ask me, hey, what's your, what's so special about you? I'm going to say like, this space. Do you have like teeth. a special skill or something? Yeah, my teeth. Are you just, <laughs> you can basically camp between my teeth oh like my if you wanted to. So welcome refugees here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Welcome anybody, honestly. Yeah. I but, have space for everybody. Yeah. So of course, yeah, we, we started a bit like, yeah, light, but I think it's it's good to mention that at some point oh, we yes. might we might talk about um, some uh, eating disorders. So if it's triggering for you, maybe yeah, just, <coughs> maybe skip this episode. Yeah, maybe skip this episode, or <coughs> yeah, maybe continue listening for a couple of minutes and then stop because at some point we're gonna also mention mm. them. Just just as a little so trigger wa- warning. We yeah. can anyways just. Before we start with this very specific part of the podcast, just uh, mention it. Yeah. But no worries, it's not going to be like an in-depth talk about it. Just like we're going to comment some things. Yeah, it's just more of a mention than anything else. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so yeah, we just talked about our favorite food. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, like, how would you describe your relationship with food, like on a daily basis? Like besides what you really love, Mm -hmm. which is like more sour things, but... What does it look like for you, like, on your everyday life? What is your experience with food and the importance it has and so on? I think um, the more I think about these questions, the more answers I have. Because, to be honest, it's a very flexible topic for me. It's never the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite a messy person when it comes to my own nutrition. So I try, try to eat healthy, obviously. But... Um, when I go to work, when I work from the office or when I'm traveling or when there's any slight change in my life, like I'm not able to maintain uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. So it really depends, honestly, on the week, on the month or, you know. Um, I would say I have a good relationship in the sense that I, it, it's not something that consumes me, like so consumes me. Like I, I, it doesn't make me feel weakened to think about food, which is a good thing. Um, but I wish I would be a better cook, for example. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I had more... I love going to a supermarket. Like, I love going to supermarkets in general. But I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, it's um 7 o'clock in the afternoon. It's time for me to cook for the whole week and have, like, prepared Tupperwares so I don't have to worry about it. Like, I'm more like, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like cooking now. I will just grab something tomorrow, you know? Right, yeah. So I would love to change that, but... um. I'm just maybe too lazy, but yeah, that's more or less summarized. Mm-hmm. What about you? Makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that I do also have a good relationship with food, and I do really love food. I think food is yes. a very important part of my life, and it has a very social meaning for me. Like, uh, food is has always been something that I enjoy with people, like... For me, food means family. Like, mm-hmm. when I go home, I want to eat at a table with my family, with my friends. Also, here in Cologne, I, w- I want to have my meals with Benny, with my boyfriend, whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And if I can't, I like to have meals with friends. Like, it's it's very much social for experience. me. Like, a shared experience, exactly. And I do really, like, love food. Like, I think I'm a bit of a foodie, like... It's you the definitely whole, are. Yeah, you definitely yeah. are. 
yeah, it's kind of an experience for me. Like I really, really enjoy it. And I also like cooking, even though I'm also not so good at it, unfortunately. But I do like push myself to try new things sometimes, um, to try out new recipes or whatnot. Um, so I would say maybe like compared to you, maybe my relationship with food is a bit more standard because mm -hmm. I feel like even with work, like I don't have very, very much uh, changes, very many, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. That Whatever. it doesn't, like, even if you're working, um, your structure, your timetable with food is like, you usually eat at, at the same time and exactly, so on. Exactly, exactly. Which is something I forgot to mention before, is that I don't have, like, a super strict timetable. Sometimes I skip breakfast, sometimes I eat lunch at, like, super late, dinner super late, like, depends. But in your case... Yeah, in my case, it's more, more structures because yeah. of work. And I also, I think, compared to you, I go... Um, I mean, I tend to work more from home mm -hmm. probably than yes, you do, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I would say I definitely cook most of my meals. That's so good. maybe that's what makes them more structured somehow. Um, but yeah, of course, like during the weekends, I'm not so structured because I don't have like this like lunch break and like more structured timetable. Because I prefer during the week to do things a bit more spontaneously, to go out to eat and whatnot. And this is also where the social part comes mm -hmm. in for me. That I feel like every time I want to meet with someone, I always tend to propose like, I don't know, let's go have lunch. Let's go have a coffee and maybe a piece of cake. Like, I feel like there's always, always food or drinks involved. That's true. Um, I would say I, rather food than drinks. Yeah, I don't think you're such food. a... like. With my experience with you is that when you've proposed going out for a drink, it's always like a compliment to having had dinner before or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit like how I I see food somehow. It's just, it's more like something that, um, for me, like it's supposed to be shared, like the fact of mm -hmm. like sitting together and having a meal and just like, I don't know, talking to your friends or family or whatnot. And... Um, Yeah, but as I said, like, I tend to do these things on the weekend since I don't have so much time during the week. So this is why, like, it gets less structured, like... Do you ever eat alone? Yeah, I do sometimes, yeah. But I do prefer eating with someone if I can, yeah. But I do, like, sometimes during the week, especially, like, at lunch, for example, if if I work home alone or if I have, like, a meeting that really is in my lunchtime and I need to work to eat later for some reason then I'll do it like of course mm -hmm. I will also eat <laughs> alone but yeah it's not my preference actually I don't really like that um somehow. what do you do when you're eating alone do you watch something on your computer do you scroll through Instagram like do you mm -hmm. or do you just like eat usually uh if I'm alone I will watch something like on Netflix or so Or I would listen to something, but I I would not like scroll, like I don't keep the phone in my hand mm -hmm. necessarily. But I I don't know, I feel like I would like to be more intentional about eating. Like I would like to like sit there and just eat. But okay. if I'm alone, I feel like I don't know, at some point I get bored and I prefer to like have some background noise, like either like listening to music or a podcast. Or like this one, for example. Like this one. <laughs> or, yeah, I just, like, have Netflix on or something. Or some videos. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And what about you? Do you eat alone? 
a lot or how is your experience with that? I think so, yeah. I think when I'm doing home office, when I work from home, I definitely eat alone. Uh, which I like. Like, I, I'm, I like being alone a lot, so I, it's fine. Um, but it's definitely something I've noticed. Like, when, when I'm back in Spain, it's, like, it's definitely, like you said, like a common shared experience that you eat with other people. And as far as I know from other friends... Uh, when they work from the office, like they also, you know, share the meal with like they they all have the same the lunch time lunch lunch time is for everybody the same thing, mm-hmm. same time sorry, um, which I honestly think it's better because it's just uh, another way of structuring your day. Um, I don't know, like in my case, if I'm eating alone, like maybe I eat like later than I should, or I don't like think that much about what I'm eating so maybe I do something super basic that I don't really enjoy that much or something but if I'm if I know I'm gonna share it with someone else like I'm gonna put more effort into it um right. and now that I brought up this the the working office topic um which is something that I don't maybe hear that much during like on other podcasts like expect uh, expect podcast because there's really like a big difference between like the the lunch breaks, right between co- countries and so on. Um, right now, in the company I'm working for, and I guess it's the same for Germany. Oh, everybody in Germany is like from twelve to one. It's like the ideal lunch break. Yeah. Um, which, honestly, for me, it's not like one whole hour. I would say. Uh, for some people, it is, but I guess people try to like keep it like thirty minutes, a bit more, depending if you have to buy the food or if you already have food at you know wherever you're working from. Um, but of course this is completely different to Spain, for example. Uh, I guess in Spain you wouldn't eat before two and the normal eating hours would be like two to three, thirty, even four. So it's way mm-hmm. later. And I think that people do have longer lunch breaks, but, um, in exchange for that, they have to stay till later or they have to start earlier. So... Maybe you have more time there, but some people actually prefer to have shorter lunch breaks so they can get mm-hmm. off the office. Um, get off the office? No, leave the office soon, sooner. Mm-hmm. And why do you think it's it's like this in Spain? Maybe because they have more light, like because mm. the days are longer. Or <coughs> I mean, I think it's the same for all southern countries, southern European countries. Um, food is like also our way of socializing. It's the main event all the time. Um, and to be honest, but I don't really, I still, I don't understand why it's so long because it, in the end, it doesn't make sense that people stay longer at work just because they have like, because sometimes you don't even need two hours to eat, right? Right. So yeah, I guess it's a cultural thing that hasn't been modernized. No, like updated lately. Um, because I have the feeling that anything work related just takes a lot of time. Like this. (laughs) unspoken structures is not something that changes from one day to the other right it's like takes a long time yeah definitely but but yeah um especially now with with uh, christmas um like i mean i think it happens almost everywhere but in spain like you spend so much money on christmas dinners with every single group of friends you have like (laughs) with your neighbors with your childhood friends with uni friends with work friends with like everybody, it's like the main thing. So you're constantly having, like going to places to have dinner with someone else um, because it's like this time of the year. And yeah, for me, Christmas is like 
the time of the year when, where you spend the most money and where you're allowed to be the most cringy because it's like a very like everybody's allowed to be more like a bit cheesy a bit like um like you know you you can celebrate certain songs that you wouldn't celebrate during the, the other parts of the year <laughs> you're you're allowed to be be more like you know just cringe more cringy but in a good way um so you're not a big a big Christmas person, I would say. No, in general, I do, I mean, I like I like the the things you like the activities you do in Christmas, but to me, it doesn't have like a very um, deep meaning. Or I mean, I'm not religious. My family was never like super into Christmas. Um, I even I'm often super sad during Christmas as well. Like I don't know why I have this like anxiety that the year is ending and I have to start everything again and. So many things that have been haven't been finished or done or whatever. So so I'm always quite like, it's good to see my family and my friends. It's good to have some days off. But in the end, it's just a reminder that certain things are not okay somehow. And especially if you have like people, uh, your family that are not there anymore, you also think about them a lot. So it's I think for a lot of people, Christmas can be a very traumatic thing actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it it has the lights, it has the food, it has the the, the a lot of things. That are also okay and cool. I'm not anti-Christmas. I'm just not super f big fan of it. I feel like I've been talking for two hours. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, you haven't. <laughs> what's your... Like, when you go back to Italy, do you also go on a lot of Christmas dinners with different groups of people? Uh, do you... Is it rather, like, family-related? Mm. Is it the same... Like, the money you spend on, during Christmas is, like, more or less the same comparison to other periods of time? Like... Could you maybe... No, we definitely agree with you that Christmas time is one of the most expensive times of the year, that times of the year for yeah. sure. Without counting presents, by the right. way. Just, right. Just thinking Without about like presents, social events. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Like There are definitely a lot of like social events. And for me, it's more like family related, I would say. I get together with my family quite a lot during Christmas dates. But at the same time, I do have traditions... Also with friends where we get together and like have dinner together or stuff like that. So it's definitely, yeah, I do think it's the same as you said. Mm -hmm. Like, as you said, like I do agree that it's kind of expensive and intense um, for sure. I do really like Christmas because for me it just means coming back home. And I like the fact that you have to slow down a bit. Like, you know, like... Um, I think most companies, at least, like, do slow down a bit during Christmas days. Like, you usually have a yeah, couple of days before off. the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, I have the feeling that things gener generally slow down. That's true. But I also agree with you that it is definitely worth worth mentioning that Christmas can be a very sad and very lo lonely period of time, because you know, especially when all you know, your family or your friends get together, it's easier to see who is not there. Mm -hmm. It's easier to feel alone or to feel like, I don't know, comparison with other family situations or other like, yes, yeah, general life situations. So I feel like I've been very enthusiastic about Christmas my whole life. But now that I've been getting a bit older and I've been losing more people in my life, it does get also sad sometimes mm -hmm. because, of course, like, like you notice if a family member is not there or generally like if there was a tradition that you used to do, but now it's not possible for yeah. different reasons. Like it can be sad. So I think it's 
it's worth mentioning that I know I don't know like I feel we as society we have a lot of pressure to love Christmas like yes. it's like if you don't love Christmas you're, you're weird, weird you're the yeah. Grinch blah blah you're the Grinch blah 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 mm-hmm. but I feel like it's too easy to put it like that because at the end of the day like I do I do still like Christmas because I said as I said for me it's a chance to go back home and see my family my friends Um, but at the same time, I totally get it with some, if someone tells me like, honestly, I can't wait that Christmas is over because I know I'm gonna feel sad or I know I'm gonna feel like, as you said, like sad or (coughs) that the year is ending and maybe I wanted to do more things or I wanted Mm -hmm. to, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And also, we also have to mention that like Christmas is presented in a way that you are supposed to enjoy it with your family members mainly and you know some people just they don't it's not like like we have on one hand the people that have lost people and of course when you're sitting at the table you're seeing that you know some people are missing so of course it's super sad but also it can be that you just don't get along with your family definitely Maybe yeah. it's, you don't get along with your mom, your dad, with your siblings. You have a really weird uncle who's only talking about I don't know whatever. Or maybe you don't even have a family. Yeah, or you're right? you're just, yeah you're maybe you're just on your own. So it would be cool that we also got this other examples of celebrating Christmas, even though it's a very intrinsic intrinsically like family thing because it has a you know Christian a tradition, and family is also very like. Family is very important inside the Christian uh, tradition. I think we we could all agree on with yeah. with this. Um, so it would be cool that you know to see maybe movies, series like other examples of how to celebrate this very specific you know holidays because it's not like summer or any right. other, yeah yeah. I feel it's not it's not well represented because there there are movies where you see like. A character who is like single or alone but then at the end the happy ending is always that this person somehow manages to find a partner or manages to like celebrate with a with a like bigger group of people mm-hmm. and I feel like I mean I do also like sometimes to watch these movies and it's all good but at the same time it should be more represented and more normalized that maybe like if Christmas for you means go to McDonald's and get some french fries and eat alone. That's fine. That's uh, totally fine. Watching friends or whatever on your sofa, that's perfectly fine. Like, you know, like I think we as society should take some of this pressure off to really like enjoy Christmas and this pressure of also as you said like getting along necessarily with your family and the pressure of getting all the family members together because it's Christmas yeah. like oh god, yeah. It can be very forced for sure like you know, like I would cons- I consider myself lucky that I I do enjoy going back home to my family, but I think it's not the case for a lot of people, and it's not normalized enough. It's not normal enough for people to say, "Hey, actually, this you know year, what? I don't feel like coming home." Yeah, or let's you know? celebrate it like in different houses because right. I don't feel like having everybody. Yeah, so I do hope that that at some point maybe it will it will become normal and more like accepted somehow that not everyone has the same idea of how a festive day should look yeah. like right and for some people it doesn't even mean anything for some people christmas is like any other you know time of the year but Definitely, honestly it's yeah. so hard to escape it like it's not like other things that you can just like 
for example, I'm not watching the World Cup. Like, I have no idea what happened. Like, I know that Spain lost against whatever, but I don't, like, the only thing I'd see is sometimes on Twitter, but nothing else. Even if it's, like, a huge event, like, I'm able to escape from it. But with Christmas, <laughs> no way. No. No way. So, but yeah, and also um, going back a little bit to the food part, um, it's also very, like, like, it's special in the sense that you eat a lot of sweets. Like, you eat a lot in general, because Christmas lunch, like, it's a big thing. Uh, and Christmas Eve also, like, the night before, it's also, like, a huge dinner, right? Like, it's um, maybe the time of the year where you eat the fanciest, I have the feeling. Mm-hmm. That it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's your case, but in my family, it's, like, when the best things are bought, you know? Like, the best everything. Yeah. You know? It's, like, when people really, like, make the effort to cook the best, buy the best ingredients, spend the most money. Like, it's the time of year to really show off your cooking, culinary skills. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of sweets as well. Um, so, yeah, I think... I don't know what my favorite um, Christmas dish or sweet is, to be honest. I like turron. Turron is like... Um, like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a bar of... Torrone. Torrone. How do you explain that in English? Um, I think there is a translation, but I'm not sure. Mm. It's like, it's made with sugar, definitely, and syrup and, and maybe chocolate, almonds, whatever. It's like a, like a paste. And then this paste is, um, uh, it cools, cools down, right? And then you can cut this paste into little pieces. Um, there are a lot of different types with different ingredients and so on, but I... Torone. 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 Torone sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess people know what yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I like torone. Um, I also like... I don't know. I also eat, uh, my family has uh, the, the tradition to eat uh, cannelloni okay. in Christmas. No, not Christmas, but like uh, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And I have a very like specific memory of having cannelloni for dinner, mm-hmm. like New Year's Eve cannelloni for dinner. And then the next day waking up from after having, you know, gone out. Because, um, you know, New Year's Eve in Spain, like. Noche Vieja, Campanadas, like a very important thing, okay. event. And being me a little bit hungover, like super hungry and, and being so happy, you know, and knowing that, that I'm, I'm going to be able to eat the um, leftovers from the night before. Like, I think that that's for me better than even going out or like... The best memory. Yeah, yeah, I love it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, uh, that would be my, my favorite thing. Cannelloni, New Year's cannelloni, which are different to the regular ones. And turron. Okay, nice. That? You oh, you eat? Do you eat lentils? In yeah, I Christmas? do. Yeah, we also do. We also have lentils. Um, but my favorite thing to eat on Christmas is pandoro, which mm. is also sweet. Um, and I do love that, um, <coughs> especially in the past few years, it has become very popular to buy pandoro with stuff on top like mm. with like chocolate cream pistachio cream um, and stuff like that and i do love that 
this is my favorite thing about Christmas and, and I'm looking forward to, it's great. <laughs> to eat it in Italy. Um, Italy has great sweets in general. You're so lucky. Yes, like you. <laughs> I'm a sweet for me. <laughs> in Spain, we have a compliment. Like, not a compliment. It could be, it could be also creepy, but um, if you call someone bonbon, mm-hmm. Like which is not the German bonbon, which is like the um, like a candy. Yeah. It's um like a sweet. It's usually chocolate. Okay. Chocolate bonbon. If you call someone that, it's like you're saying that that person is very attractive or very sweet. So. Oh okay, that's yeah. cute. That's cute. But yeah, talking about um, sweets and all all that we enjoy eating on Christmas and New Year's Eve, um, I think. Now the time has come to get into a deeper talk, um, which is, um, you know, I feel like we can talk from our experience as women. Uh, we do have a lot of like, you know, problems with food, like the way we approach food, the way we think we should eat to look a certain way. And, you know, I feel like talking now about all the things we're probably going to enjoy and eat on Christmas we should mention like how, um, you know, this maybe, maybe uh, made us feel at some point in our life. And yes, definitely. Um, it's like, I don't think, I mean, it's not like problems, but definitely like the problematic way we have sometimes to approach food, right? And To be honest, it, I think it's I think it's a very feminine thing, like very women-related topic. Because I don't think men. I'm mean, of course there are men with eating disorders. Obviously, um, I'm aware of that. But this like second thinking, like second thought, like always having in the background, in the back of your mind, this maybe you shouldn't eat this piece of cake. Maybe you should eat less spaghetti, or maybe you should work out tomorrow twice as much to burn this whatever thing you're eating right now that's something that honestly I think all my friends have like it doesn't matter how healthy your relationship why do I have a problem with the word relationship it doesn't matter how healthy your relationship with food is there's always gonna be something in your in your mind saying telling you to be careful with it like I don't know anybody who's like just super open and like I'm just gonna enjoy this I don't care whatever happens after You know, which yeah. is debilitating and it sucks. Yeah, it's very and sad. Yeah. You don't even have to get go to the point of like to get to the point of getting a eating disorder to feel this way. And to be honest, I'm not sure if this is something that's gonna change in the next few years. Um so yeah, now that we have opened the <laughs> Pandora box, um could you maybe share some of your experiences with, with food or how Not not just your own experiences with food, but like how other people have reacted to your experiences with food. Because mm, that's also mm. another topic, right? Right. It's not how yeah. you see it, but how other people consider that you should, you know, do it or see it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I would say, um, as I said before, I think now my relationship with food is quite good. And luckily it never actually had like an eating disorder but I definitely had a phase when I was younger I think 19 20 years old approximately where I was very very f uh, focused on eating healthy the whole time 
And this really consumed, consumed, me, consumed me mentally because I was really, really making an effort every single day to eat what I thought was the best thing to eat, like just eating greens, just having fruit, like never eating sugary stuff, never eating a pizza or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, because I wanted to look a certain way and I felt the pressure of the society of being, you know, skinny and being fit or whatnot. And I do remember that people really complimented me about my body and they made comments like, oh, you look, you look great, you lost some weight or you look fitter and whatnot. And, that, and this just pushed me even more, um, which I see now that actually is very bad. But, you know, it, it wasn't the first, <clears throat> sorry, it wasn't the first time that something like this happened because even when I was even younger, around like 16 years old, I also went on a diet, like not for long, but like two months, three months or something. And I had the same thing happening. Like no one actually thought it was weird that a 16 year old that didn't have any weight problems or health problems went on a diet without consulting doctors. Mm -hmm. um, and actually people around me kind of complimented me about they, me losing weight. Okay. They complimented the fact that you were going on a diet or they compli complimented like the result? So yeah, I would say both. Like, okay. like I never really had a comment like, no, what you're doing, like you need to go to a doctor first. You don't need to lose weight or whatnot. Like, of course, I'm not saying my parents encouraged me because they didn't. Like my parents were not like, yeah, great, go on a diet. But they kind of respected it because I think It's super normalized. Yeah, it's so normalized that even for them, it was like, yeah, okay, like, if you want to do it, do it, like, mm. you know. Do you remember what kind of diet it was or what kind of restrictions you were... It was a very, very uh, protein-rich diet, so I was cutting off carbs pretty much. Oh, okay, so like this meal. keto... Yeah, probably something thing. similar. I don't yeah. remember how it was called back then, but yeah, so this was like my experience when I was younger. Um... Then at some point, I guess, like, especially moving away from Italy actually helped me heal my relationship with food because I feel like, you know, getting to be on my own and getting to be more accepted for who I am and not, like, judged, like, for the way I look somehow. Mm -hmm. um, Do you feel that Italy is more of a, in this, just purely taking, in like, looks into account? Like, do you think it's a more judgy country in the sense of the things you wear how you look um all of that yeah this this has been at least my experience yeah okay i would say i would say so yeah because even when i when i moved to trento which is still italy but it's like so northern that it's almost like austria slash germany mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that didn't really happen like i didn't really have people like judging the, the way i dressed the way i ate or whatnot while in italy i felt it was a bit different But anyway, like, I think just by getting older or just, like, by living in another country or whatnot, like, my relationship with food definitely got better. And now, like, I don't really care. Like, I do eat what I want. Of course, I I pay attention to being healthy, but it's not more... It's not a lot because I really want to look a certain way. It's more because I want to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I still, like, have second thoughts, like... Sometimes if I feel like I ate something that it's not healthy or whatnot, I'm a bit like, hmm, 
you know, like maybe I shouldn't have eaten that or okay, tomorrow I'll just have a salad, which I don't think is necessarily wrong in the way that it can regulate the way you eat um, to a certain point that it's still like healthy. But at the same time, it's obviously not good because it makes you like this way of thinking makes you think like there is something that is necessarily healthy and something that is that yeah. is necessarily unhealthy. <coughs> which is bullshit. Yeah. Exactly, which is not the reality. Um, yeah. And one last thing, and then I'll stop talking. No, 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 it's, it's, no, it's really <laughs> then interesting. I, then really. we'll hear from you. Um, for example, like this happened six years ago when I w- went on my first date with Benny, my boyfriend. Ooh. A.K.A. the sound technician. A.K.A. sound technician of our podcast. Um, well, actually, he's not such a, like, not all the time. Because we, we also do it ourselves. Yeah. Just, just you know. Just to give credits where it's due. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, we went on a date and at some point we went to a place which served also food. And I was hungry, so I got some food, but he didn't. Because, yeah. Because he just wasn't, wasn't hungry at the time. He point. just wasn't hungry. Like, it's fine. Um, and I ordered something to eat. And when the waiter came, she just gave the food to him instead of me like without even asking like who ordered this like and like at the moment like back then like we laughed about it and we're like hey actually it's for me I'm the one who's hungry haha but like you know thinking about it now that I even tell the story like for me it really reflects the way um, society thinks that we as women are supposed to eat less eat smaller portions eat feminine things like salads or whatnot and it's like it's so stupid i feel like maybe now with the body positivity movement and stuff like that that is happening on the internet maybe things are starting to be a bit more like you know yeah healthier in that sense but um, constrained but yeah but it's it's crazy it's just stupid like like giving like making something feminine or male like why beer has to be a male thing for example exactly. like let men yeah. have their fancy cocktails as well yeah why um, can't why can it be normal for a man to order i don't know a cosmopolitan yeah, let, with, yeah without so people stupid. being like cosmopolitan <laughs> like <laughs> or, or the salad thing or like i don't know but like why is meat like related like why eating a lot of meat is considered something super masculine like come on exactly like Food doesn't have a gender, right? Like, yeah. I hate also this, like, this sayings of, like, oh, she eats like a bird. Or right. something. Like, I don't, like, yeah. like, like it, it has some certain background of, like, like, a, you know, you're, you're relating a woman with, like, a little bird just eating just a little bit, just being very delicate. And it's like, no, no, no. That's, this just seems so wrong. Definitely. It's just, it's stupid. And what about you? How, how has your experience been like the past maybe, I don't know, 10 years? <laughs> like, did you have something similar as I had? Like, mm, I think that um, I don't remember ever like going on a diet or something like that. Um, by the way, eating really clean, like, like eating only healthy, clean things and being super structured with, with food is... I think nowadays it's also considered yeah. an eating disorder. I it's think it's ortho- orthorexia. Yeah, orthorexia. Yeah, yeah. So, which is, I think, worth mentioning because I think a lot of people 
might might not be aware of it, right? Right. Yeah. And sometimes it can be also the trigger for some other serious problems. Um because I, I guess this doesn't happen like automatically. Like you don't wake up with an eating disorder out of nowhere. Like this is a process, right? Um so uh personally I don't think I've had like very big issues with food. Um, but I've definitely been very conscious about my body and my, um, outer appearance and so on. Uh, I think since I was like pre-teenager, definitely. Um, I remember like when with our, with our school went to ski to Andorra like once a year or something. Mm-hmm. And be- the, the first time I went, I think that the months before, like three months before or something, I was like, doing a lot of up up workouts and I was 15 wow okay so to me now I'm thinking about it like come on you were 15 like you didn't need to look any certain way to anybody like I wasn't even like dating anybody at some point like I didn't have to impress anybody or I was just going on a skiing trip why I was so focused on working out home mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. for like that one day where we were going to a um how you call it like a sauna spa whatever like so stupid anyways um so i think it has always been quite quite okay and also my my parents have parents have been always quite of like you know they, they've made sure i've always eaten like healthy and enough but as i told you before um because we were talking about this topic before Greta and i um my weight has always been something that has been commented in within my family. Like, uh, in my case was like, why are you skinny? Like, why, why are you so skinny? Why aren't you eating more? Like, especially coming from older people, like not, not people that are closer to my age, like my brother or my cousin. Like, honestly, it was, I, I can understand came from a more conservative post-war mentality. Like, Oh, if you're not, if you're, weighing weighing like if you weight this m- amount then you should eat more because then i don't know so i have no idea i guess i, I understand that older generations have more fixed fixed um, opinions about certain things mm-hmm. and i understand that this is one of them but even from my mom you know like um and i just don't understand why my body is a topic of conversation for anybody like why does anybody have to comment on how much I weight it doesn't matter if it's like because I'm underweight or overweight like it shouldn't be something that is even even from people that love you because if you're healthy if you're eating right if you're just going on with your life it's fine like it you should you should just keep that for yourself like nobody should even if you think about it why are you saying it you know mm-hmm. and I'm sure yeah. I mean I it's not like I think or I guess like I'm sure this happens to every to everybody yeah. like honestly again especially women why are our bodies are subject a subject of conversation like it's demensial yeah can we stop can we just about not say anything people really body? it's not our business like yeah really? i like, agree with you 100% and it's also wrong to assume that someone who's skinny is healthy and someone who's not skinny is then not healthy you know like yeah I definitely agree with you and I think I mean I I do realize that there are some situations where 
you might be concerned about someone's weight, mm-hmm, but definitely. I'm sure, but I'm sure there are a hundred others way to like make this people understand that you're concerned without having to really explicitly comment on their body weight right mm-hmm. like i don't know example like if i would i would see you drastically lose weight maybe i could ask you like oh do you have a doctor to recommend yeah. it when was the last time you went to a doctor you know mm-hmm. like maybe there are ways in which you could make it a bit more subtle subtle yeah i mean of course and if you see someone changing their patterns their eating patterns yeah. Yeah, of course I think you should also be on the lookout if you if you're hanging out with your friends and you notice there's something there's a big change. Of course you have to pre- protect your friends. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But sometimes you don't see this. Like sometimes you just see that your friend is eating normally and everything is going fine and like why I don't know. Especially if it's because you know if I was like a, actually like a very skinny person, like if if I if I weighed weighted, do you say weighted? No. If I if I was like I don't know, forty kilos or something, like of course it's normal. I would be, oh, like I would assume that people would be concerned, you know, especially yeah. if because some people are skinny, like super skinny, their whole lives, and it's you know everybody has accepted it. But with the moment there's a change, I understand that people are concerned. Right. Either 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 way, right? <clears throat> but if you see that something that's always like th- like there, like why do you keep commenting on it? Like you know. I've been like this for the last past 10 years. Like, can we just not <laughs> stop? Like, I Yeah, don't definitely. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is probably the only time where I understand that you might comment on someone's body mm-hmm. because you're scared or you are, you know, like, worried about something. But all the other times, as you said, like, if someone has always been like that or you maybe you don't even know the person, like, why would you make assumptions about their health and why do you think this person cares about your opinion you know exactly. like like i think i can decide if i need to go on a diet or if i i don't know like if i am healthy or yeah yeah so definitely we as a society should normalize that no one has the um how do you say it um the right the right to judge someone's base on their body appearance. Like, mm, yes. Never and judge a person <coughs> by his cover. Yeah, and also I think that, um, to be honest, um, even if there's people who suffer a lot from being skinny, I think there's still, I think we no, no one can, can deny this, that always people that are... Um, that are considered overweight are always going to struggle way more than this because in Definitely. society, mm-hmm. being a little bit too skinny, yeah, maybe you're concerning someone because you might be unhealthy, but you're still fitting inside uh, the norm, right? Come on, if we look at like fashion shows, yeah, famous influencing people, yes, like it's still nowadays it's the norm. Like being skinny is considered automatically with being successful, being more attractive, being whatever. So. Yeah, um, and I'm so tired of seeing these like arguments on the internet about like yeah, but if you're overweight, like it's very unhealthy, blah blah, and it's like you like you said like you have no idea what this person is 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 experiencing. You don't know if this person is going to a doctor. You don't know if there's something changing their life that it that's making them 
you know, gain more weight or whatever. And of course, there's a point where if you're overweight, if you're obese, of course, that's going to be bad for your blood. You're going to have a higher risk of getting a heart attack. Uh, you're going to breathe worse. Like, of course, that, that, you know, having cholesterol in your veins, like that's going to affect your body, of course. But we are talking about cer a certain level. Yeah. If your friend doesn't weigh like 20 kilos more, um, like suddenly, don't, don't say anything. Just shut up for a second before saying anything because you don't, you don't know what's going on. So if we don't know, like my, my tip would be, if you don't know, just don't say anything. Just don't, don't fuck things up, dude. Just <laughs> really. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Yeah. And I also think like, as you said before, um, in our society, being skinny is associated with so many positive things and mm -hmm. being fat or being overweight just is associated with bad things like, oh, you're fat, so you're probably lazy, you're unhealthy. You probably you, don't work out. You you're... don't work out. And, you know, also something that really like makes me um, feel bad every time I, I see it or I hear it is when someone says, oh, you're fat, but you're beautiful. And it's yeah. like, why but? <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm, <laughs> no, this doesn't it's... sound right. Um, so yeah, I 100% agree with you that especially, especially if you don't even know the person mm -hmm. you're talking about, please don't judge their body. Not like... You can think what you want, like it's yeah, fine. Everybody's like, free inside their mind. Like yeah, I mean, I understand that. I've you know we've been born in a society which we really, all judge. Yeah, yeah, end. definitely. Like it's a judgy society. We're not gonna stay here in front of of you people listening and say like, oh, we never judge anyone. We accept yeah, everyone the second we see them. This is not what I'm trying to say, of course. But you know, like even if you think someone has gained weight or someone has lost weight or whatnot like please keep it for yourself unless really it's a problem mm. or even more so if you don't know the person you're seeing or you you just met or whatnot mm -hmm. just like don't think that their body is a topic of conversation because yeah. it's never the you case you have no ownership yeah. of that like you you're you have no right and also um yeah like someone losing uh, weight suddenly that's honestly also super alarming like people yeah. that are sick for example uh, people going through uh, cancer treatments or what like or depression, or depression for example yeah. which can go both ways you can either gain a lot of weight or lose a lot of weight like yeah there's a lot of that that we don't know and you know what at some point I was like a bit scared Greta when we were preparing this that we would sound like too annoying because we have, there are so many, you know, Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, like this po body positivity, mm. whatever. Like there's a lot of people saying this, the same thing. Um, and I don't want to sound repetitive. Like I, I, I don't want to do something that has, like I would like ideally to say something that's a bit more innovative and different, blah, blah, blah. But in this sense, if so many people are insisting on the topic, it's because of something. And yeah. I want to really say this again. I don't have any female friend that doesn't have a second thought about food, even for just one 
millisecond. Like, n no, no, no one. Because we learn this since we are little ch girls. Mm -hmm. We get like, we, we got like, like, like dolls and, and comps and whatever when our male friends were getting like cars and, and, and Lego stuff and video games. Like, of course, that's gonna mess up with your head at some point. It's, that's changing, definitely. For example, in Spain, like the, since two days ago, it's forbidden to market um, certain toys to just boys or girls. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a change, but still. We have a long way yes. to go, for sure. Yeah. But I also agree with you that even though this topic has been talked about, for sure, I think it's never wrong to also give another opinion about it or just like to repeat it again and again mm. because we haven't seen the change yet yeah so why not keep talking about yes. it yes because especially like um we are as we said we mentioned we are two people that haven't experienced serious problems with food um we are very lucky that th this is our specific case and but what is so alarming is that even if we haven't it's still there yeah so there's always a potential for something like this to happen and I would like to also remember remind everybody that you can get an eating disorder doesn't matter how old you are of course once you reach a certain age you might be more aware of you know you're more confident you're more aware of your uh, the good things that you have and in my case aging has helped a lot I think I've, we've, talk, we've talk, talked about it before mm -hmm. uh, but still you can still get a disorder when you, it is disorder when you're 50 or 60 like it's Definitely. still there yeah for sure. So, um, yeah, uh, let's, I don't know. I don't know if we can do something ourselves, to be honest. But I think just talking about it is already therapeutic. Yeah, I hope um, you listeners maybe, yeah, got something from this episode. And I hope you can think about it. And, you know, if you do have some similar experience or just something you would like to share for the sake yeah. of it, Please do it. You know how to reach us. Um, yeah. And if anybody has never had this second thought after eating something, quote unquote, unhealthy, also let us know. Because yeah. maybe Teach we us might, how to live. Maybe like, someone is like, you know what? I've never had a problem with food at all. Like yeah. I eat whatever I want to live my life. I'm happy. La, la. If you're the person, just just tell us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just give us a what's your we secret? We would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't know how to stop this episode. Well, I think... Yeah, but let's... Should we just end it on, like, a more positive note? Sure. <laughs> Food is great. For? Food is great. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that you put so much, like, passion into it, honestly. I think it, 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 it makes it makes pe feel people more enthusiastic in general. If, if I'm, when I'm near you... Or when I'm near my friend Esther, for example, who's also super like into food, mm -hmm. it makes me all, me also excited, and it makes me appreciate it as well a, a lot more. So oh, that's nice. I think okay. it's good good thing to have, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Well, then let's finish it on this <laughs> on this note. Food is love. Food is to be shared. Yes. Food is not your enemy. No. But yeah. And if now you... I'm hungry. Now we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, if you experience problems with food or you feel like you might yeah have a eating disorder seek out help for mm -hmm. sure don't be scared tell tell this to someone 
who is near you and who could help you, could refer you to a doctor or a specialist. And yeah, yeah. you're not alone. You're not alone. For sure. All right, then. All right. Thank you for listening. And as always, you can find (coughs) us on Instagram at BTCH, or you can also send us an email at BonjournoB at gmail.com at outlook.com I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) it's been a while since the last time I I said this out loud yeah yeah all right talk to you soon bye 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 thanks for listening